Sorry, George. Just wanna... I thought it'd be a good time in the, in the beginning to kind of bring that up. I thought you were going to say you and I closely resemble each other. No, that for sure. I don't know how we're related. If something happened there. Someone uh, stepped out of line. Um, anyway, we we have William Wayne, filmmaker, is going to be on the show this evening. We're very excited to talk to him about his new film, Los Angeles. It's, it's really, really exciting. Um, and we have a lot in common, and you're going to find out today, tonight. So please stay tuned. All right. Welcome, welcome. As I said, William Wayne is on the show, filmmaker, director. Um, we're very excited to have him on. We're going to be talking so much about his new film and filmmaking and film industry and everything film. It's going to be awesome. But first, we do have a uh, sponsor that we want to give some love to. So please, George, take it away. Thank you, sir. As always, the Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family-owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why Wellness Resources supplements are the top choice of health-conscious individuals around the world. Make sure you go to myvitaminresource.com and check out all their supplements, which are fantastic. If you enter the promo code COUNTERPARTS, you will get free shipping on your order. And for February, they have a new promotion because it is Heart Health Month. You get 25% off all of their cardiovascular supplements for February. So make sure you check that out. All right. So let's talk a little bit about our exciting guest today. As John said, we have actor-director William Wayne. And uh, William was born in Chicago. He studied acting at the University of Washington. And after graduation, acted in theater as well as several indie films and features, including an official selection to the 2005 Tribeca Film Festival. His first directing project was the award-winning documentary short film Honor Flight. His directorial feature film is entitled Lost Angeles, a psychological thriller which opened theatrically in 2019 and can currently be seen on Amazon Prime Video. The film garnered William two awards for Best Actor and Best Indie Film, uh, made for under $100,000 at Film Threats Award Show. William continues to work directing and editing commercials for advertising campaigns, and we are absolutely excited and honored to have him on the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome Mr. William Wayne. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Great um, um, uh, introduction. Thank you, George. Thank you. Absolutely. Only the best. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us and to talk about the industry and your journey. And uh, we have George has some questions for you. As, we, as I always say, George is a little bit more prepared. He writes things down. I kind of like to just write notes and then listen and see if there's something there. Uh, so organized. Free flow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're gonna we're gonna just get started here. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna ask George to um, give you the first question, and then we're gonna okay. rock and roll. And anybody, anybody out there that's listening, if you have a question for yes. for William, please drop it right there in the comment section, and we you know, and we'll uh, put it up on the screen if it's appropriate, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe if it's not, maybe it'll be. people can like um, call in or, or not call in, but like message in. Good. Yeah, they yes. can. They can, yeah, they can chat. Yeah. Yep, we can chat oh, with them. Cool. So, okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, right. so William. So again, thank you so much for coming on. I know one of the things I found out about you is that you, um, you actually like the classics. Oh, I do. You're actually, yeah, you're into the, the you know the, a lot of those films. I know Jimmy Stewart was a big influence on you as well. A lot yes. of those actors from and John as well. Uh, he yes. loves Jimmy Stewart as well. So, yes. you know, one of the things I wanted to know about you was, as far as filmmaking, did you, you know, was was most of your inspiration from those type of films, or was it more with with films that that you grew up with specifically? That's a great question. I think 
it was, it only, I only realized actually when I was going into filmmaking how much I really love the classics. And it's interesting you said Jimmy Stewart because I, I I don't know how you yeah you knew that but that was you know I love him in Vertigo that actually and yes. the film noir I started to kind of um, in doing film right and being a filmmaker as opposed to just acting right where you're doing different roles and they're kind of it's the director's piece right, right. but in filmmaking especially when you're writing a script and you kind of have to write what you love and and what you know and so. Um, film noir, I, I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I had over the years rented, right, videos and, and DVDs and, 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 you know, online of like all the classics of Gilda, Out of the Past, you know, Vertigo, all these older movies from, and, and, um, and you know, I, I guess that would be my, the, the style or the genre that I didn't even realize that I, I loved. And so yeah. it was just very natural for me to kind of flow into that. Although I didn't know that growing up, you know, acting, I, I did, I did like the classic actors cause I, we lived in, um, on an army base in Germany for a few years and we pretty much watched the movies that my parents wanted to watch. So they'd watch like classic movies. I wasn't watching right. like, you know, modern day movies. I didn't have the pulse. Right. So we would watch and there was, and there was only one TV station, which was like AFN mm-hmm. that spoke English. So, at the time, so so I pretty much just watch all these classic movies, and so occasionally we would get like a, 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 a we'd rent like a movie that was <clears throat> not really my parents' type, right? But yeah. like it'd be like an old classic, and and so I'd see like, um, like um, yeah, like The Warriors or you know or Streets oh, of yeah. Fire, yes. that you know, and I'm like, who's yes. Walter Hill? Like this right, is the right, right. Movie, right, and then I'm like, oh, he did Forty Eight Hours too, you know? So mm-hmm. it was kind of um. So that's kind of how it started. I actually, now that I think about it, because when I was living I, on a farm outside of Chicago, um, I didn't really watch many movies. And it was really okay. when I, we moved to Germany and then the free time, um, you could either watch like German stations or you could rent, um, you know, movies. And so right. we, we rented, I think my mom's, my mom's catalog of like her, her top movies. And we watched a lot of musicals cause she loved like American or she liked American graffiti, which is kind of a musical, nice. but she also yeah. liked, you know, um, singing in the rain and all those movies too. So. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Isn't, isn't it interesting that, you know, like when you're young and you're gravitated toward, you know, you gravitate towards a certain thing, you don't realize that you're kind of building this future. You're building this, this uh repertoire of, of information that you're going to utilize later and you have no idea and then you look back and you're like man i'm so happy that i fell into that you know because mm-hmm. my my grandpa was the same my grandpa would put on these uh i was raised by my grandparents mainly and my grandpa would put on these old films you know i watched the lone ranger and three oh. stooges and marx brothers and all that and i always and it, it didn't you know I, you you show a black and white film now to a young person and they're like Oh, it's a black and white film. And my kids, <laughs> you know, my kids, I'm, they're, they're kind of getting better at it now, but they generally don't want to see a black and white. But for me, it, it never really, because I just, I always watched these old, even though that we had colored TV, but it, right. was just, but it was a wonderful opportunity yeah. that was given to me and that, that you know, you just learn to I could, embrace I could it. Not, I could not agree more. It, luckily, we were there at the time when I did want to watch what they were watching, right? Yeah, I did want right. to watch. My dad's like, well, let's check out From Hero to Eternity. And I'm like, oh, what's that about? And it's black and white. And I didn't I didn't really, I think I probably was like, oh, it's black and white. But then I would just was like excited to be watching a movie with them. Yeah, and that's cool. Right. So, you know, a, a few years later, maybe I would have been like, black and white, I don't want to see it. But I was at the right age, you know? Right. Where right. you still want to hang with your folks and uh, <laughs> learn, true. you know, from your folks. So, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. I didn't. I never thought like the, my wildest dreams would have been like, oh, I'm going to go pursue acting and go pursue filmmaking. That was like the yeah. last thing on my mind. Yeah, and you're getting all these journeys, you know, like when you're watching a film and you're seeing these arcs and you're 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 in these in these fantasy worlds. Yeah. You know, your mind as a child, you absorb those and you kind of start thinking and when you get old enough you're like hmm i wonder if i can tell a story oh, you know and i yes. love it yeah so true so true oh my gosh yeah, yeah. i mean I, I definitely only thought i was interested in acting but then little things happen in your life that 
kind of push you and nudge you along. And then the next thing I know, I'm, I just was shooting short films, you know, and yeah. taking classes to learn filmmaking, you know, because yeah. up until that time, I was only learning and concentrating on acting, just like trying to stay focused so I didn't get distracted on other things. You know? Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because, you know, you 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 watch those movies with your parents and it's funny because my my mother when i was a kid would watch all these black and white movies. she loved like mm. she had this all the vhs's of all these movies mm. and stuff and i was never interested but the one thing that actually i got interested was when i had film class mm. in high school oh wow and and i started seeing angels with dirty faces and then psycho and all these things wow. where i actually they started breaking those films down yes. and i was like holy cow I did. These are things that I did. And then from that point on, I, I started to watch the classics more because you get this appreciation that, you know, yeah. I didn't know. My, my mother really didn't know too much. She just was film was a film. Right. But when sometimes in, when you get a film class like that and it breaks it down, I was like, I couldn't believe that there was so much involved in filmmaking. And that was kind of my introduction to old films and filmmaking in general. That's that's great. That's a great story. You know what? That's true, George, because like sometimes my parents would tell me. They were like the TCM of like, you know, like they would do a little intro for me because yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't know about this movie. And she'd be like, let me tell you the story of about Ben-Hur and how this was made and blah, blah, blah. Right, and so right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, I, you know, so I was getting these little introductions from her. But, you know, that's what's great now is, is that they have all these like, you know, intros, right, of people that were filmmakers talking about it. So you can almost watch all these on YouTube. And I know, so, right. Right. And so I, I was watching one of your podcasts where you're talking about social media and I was like, gosh, I'm not really so much on social media, but I am on YouTube looking at all these interviewers or interviews, yep. right, of all these filmmakers and um, and how these films were made or the world at that time. Right. Which brought you to that film yeah. or why that film resonated, because, you know, it was right after World War Two or, you know, Casablanca was was actually written right before the war or before mm -hmm. America got into the war. Right. And then it came out right after we were in the war. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, and so some of these films kind of to hear that back, you know, story is. Yeah. interesting, fascinating. The yeah, the film really comes with it comes with, you know, when they call it a period piece or mm. or, you know, it really is. It doesn't have that that time that that moment in time is captured not only the what we see on the screen but everything that was behind the scenes everything that was mm. currently happening in the news the director's emotional state because of what's currently happening so yeah. there's so much going on that when you really break down a film like a film like like george mentioned psycho yeah. you could break you can have a whole oh, series boy. just breaking down that film because that yes. film has so many moving parts oh yes right? and and so many uh, um challenges that he right. that he went through you know or apocalypse now or the godfather oh, films that, that are is pretty fascinating too on the apocalypse yeah. now huh oh man that thing is like i don't even know how they made it you're like how did they even get through that everybody was yeah. you know, bitten and almost you know, i was just talking to my actor from los angeles john jacobs um and he plays the antagonist in the movie walt warshaw and um and we were kind of talking about um, a scene that he did, which when I was talking to him about it in pre-production, I was like, well, this is kind of like the Apocalypse Now scene where, you know, uh, um, uh, Martin Sheen, you know, is in the mirror and he's looking at himself in the mirror and he kind of goes wild and he punches the mirror and this right. and this. And I could see him, and John is, is British originally, and mm -hmm. I could see him just like really kind of getting into it, you know, and thinking and thinking. And I thought like, you know, but he's and he says, you know, I'm kind of method in my approach. But, you know, then he says it with a British accent. And you're like, OK, but he's really a British actor. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Instead of like running around the location and then you're, they're supposed to be out of breath. They just acted. Right. right? So right, that's what right. he's going to do anyways. Right. And then we get to this kind of grandiose scene and he's at the top of the stairs. And um, and. You know, one of my assistants, uh, production assistants, uh, comes to me and she goes, yeah, John was wondering if I could go to the store to get uh, Jameson for him. And I was like, Jameson? In the scene, wow, I wrote... Really method, huh? Yeah, in the scene, I wrote down <laughs> that the character was completely drunk. And, 
and he was crying and he was having a, a mental breakdown, you know? And, you know, and John had acted in so many films. Like I was just like, you know, trying to like get him to say yes to this thing, you know? Oh, and, and that's actually why we even talked about it because I saw this old email from him and it was this great little email and it says, Hey, yes, you know, I read your script and I'm, I'm interested to take this leap of faith and journey with you, you know, uh, wow. on this ambitious project. And so I was like, Hey, I found this old email and you know, this, and I read it to him. It was kind of fun, you know? Oh, that's so and, cool. And to think like at that time, that was back in 2013 or 14, right? To think that we got to this point was like, you know, just kind of like, it kind of blew my mind on that, you know? Isn't so that anyways, we're, we're there on the scene and, and so, um, and then, and then my cinematographer was Anna Maria Manso, and and also Eric Bodans was another cinematographer. But at, for these scenes, it was Anna Maria Manso, and she says, "I think he's drunk." And I'm like, "He's not drunk." <laughs> I tell you what he's doing. He's doing an old acting technique. He's he's grabbing his um the, the, his cup of of whiskey, put slashing it in around, swashing it around in his mouth, and probably spitting it out. And right. she was like, "No, he's drunk." <laughs> well. I clarified this with John before I, I said, hey, I might tell the story someday. He's like, go ahead. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I don't care. Yeah. So, so then, um, so what happened is, is he really was drunk. And so he didn't really realize that we had mic'd him. And I didn't, I don't think I had brought a boom. So I, cause you know, it was a low, it was a mic, it was a very small production, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he throws his robe off in the scene. But there goes his microphone right. to the ground. Oh, so then wow. at this point, now I, I, and I'm acting it. So now I'm like, I'm going to go into the scene a little sooner than I was supposed to. So I go up there, try to put the robe on him. He throws it back off. I mean, and, you know, and then, and then we kind of do a cut. And I'm like, hey, we need your robe on for this scene. He goes, ah. he goes, William. Or no, he, he was calling me Jake throughout, right? <laughs> and, I, and at this point, I'm starting to realize when he said he was really method, he really was method. He wasn't so much the British, you know, right. Lawrence Olivier type of actor, right? right He's right. like Jake, right? Which is my character's name, Jake. There is no microphone. There's no cameras. Get these cameras out of my face, you know? Wow. And I'm, you know, so he really went dark and method. And then afterwards, when I said, hey, listen, you know, we got to have you do the ADR. He's like, ADR, what? You know, because the microphone was on the ground. But right. he did give us that kind of Martin Sheen, right? Going really just dark into yeah. this world, right? And um, he went all out. The only difference was in the Martin Sheen scene, he had no dialogue. And then our scene, he had like a freaking Yeah, model. right. <laughs> the irony is he said every word, not necessarily wow. in the correct order, but he said every word, which I was like watching every take and I'm like, no way. He said, again, he went through the whole monologue. Right. That's amazing. That's so that was, yeah. So, so the next time I work with John, I think I might say, um, his character is a recovering alcoholic, does not drink at a drop. (laughs) (laughs) I want, I want to ask you, I want to talk also about the, about the film as well, but I wanted to ask you a question because you mentioned, uh, the method and, and, you know, British style, and you mentioned the story of the running with the Dustin Hoffman and, um, Oh yeah, that, like a marathon man. Yeah, yeah. marathon right, man right. story. Yeah. And so when you're directing and as an actor and you're directing actors, you know that's always a, a such a interesting thing yeah. because you're you're sort of like you're there as the actor, yes. but you're also there as a director. So now you have to also kind of bring either ask for more or, or less or, yeah. or 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 change yeah. the beats around or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. when you're dealing with the with the method act with the different types of technique right is that do, do you actually see that a lot is that something that you actually have to yeah. kind of think yeah, with? yeah absolutely you know <clears throat> i relied a lot on anna maria manso who's a cinematographer and eric Downs because although i had you know jumped into the screenplay and i was taking classes for screenplay and writing and i was taking filmmaking classes um my knowledge on acting, right, as just far as knowledge goes, because I was studying with like some of these really great acting teachers, right, in Los Angeles at the time, mm-hmm. and then I studied at the UW. So whether or not I was a good actor, is, you know, that's a different story. But but I was studying with really good teachers, right? Right. So, right. Um, and so I kind of knew 
like, and then the different methods, like I studied like Strasbourg up in Seattle. Right. Mm. And I studied with, uh, Meisner, uh, a teacher mm. who studied with Meisner. Um, it's not obviously not Strasbourg, but a, a student of Strasbourg. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so I was, I was aware of the different methods and then the UW had their own method that was more, uh, yeah, it was a different, like altogether. So, um, so I, that was my easiest uh. part of directing. The very easiest was working with the, with the actors. Right. Oh, and, wow. okay. and that was, that was, so if I wasn't really sure about a scene and the cinematographer was like, okay, well, well what did you want here in, in this first shot? And I, I, what I would realize is, and this is what I did later, right? After I got the flow of directing a feature, right? Um, is I would go to the actors and we would rehearse the scene. And then, which I, I should have been doing from the beginning, you know, but my lack of understanding, I think, as a film uh, director at the time. So we'd rehearse the scene. We'd find out where they were going to go. And then if they had any um changes to make or whatever that was no problem right um, mm. you know and and so for instance i had this great actor john capodici who i met at the newport beach film festival a long time ago and i kind of asked him hey you know um oh he needed a ride back and and i was going to be acting in this feature film mm. of this director and he had just acted in that director's short film and so the director came up to me. He's like, hey, can you drive John Capodici back? And I'm like, sure. And, and I had this small little RX-7, and he's like 6'3 or 6'4. And I'm like, <laughs> really? He's like, I used to have a 280ZX. It'll be fine. And so I drive back from Newport Beach Film Festival. We got a chance to talk. And then he kind of, like, I, I, I would always call him up and say, hey, I have this big audition. Can you, you know, um, you know coach me through it? And so he kind of became a mentor. So when oh, I had cool. the script, I brought him the script. Um, he goes, you wrote a script. Okay, well, well, let's have a table read. So he brought all these actors for a table read. Nice. And then in one, in a different project, I did a table read with David Provo and from the Sopranos in Mean Streets. Yeah. Mm. And he says, who did you want to play like, you know, Angela's dad here? And I said, well, I kind of wrote an email to David Provo, but he, you know, didn't, I didn't hear back. And I feel like, you know, there were so many people on that, on that table read, he probably you know, didn't know who I was. I don't know if you read it or whatever. He goes, no problem. Let me give him a call. So he calls up David Provo. He goes, Hey, you know, um, you know, I, I, this, this kid I coach, he wrote the screenplay. I think he sent you an email, take a look at it, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, um, you know, probably within like 15 minutes later, he's like, okay, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to wow. do it. So, wow. yeah. So, so that's kind of, I don't know if that, you know, that is like, I love that. Yeah, and that just kind of helps elevate the project. So yeah, then when I went to John Jacobs, and and then I met Karina Rico. Um, we had a friend, a mutual friend, but I didn't really know that at the time. And then so when she auditioned, I think it always helps. You know, it's like okay, we have these veteran actors. We had that, by this point, John Capodici talked to John Apreya, who was in Godfather Two. He played uh -huh. Tessio, young Tessio. So yeah. we had him in the movie. We had David Provo from Mean Streets and The Sopranos. Right, he was. He was um, the main antagonist in season two of The Sopranos, right? Richie April, and yeah. so, you know, it, it kind of brought some credibility to you know the fact that I didn't have the the filmmaking credits at the time. Yeah, so, wow, that's that's awesome. You know, yeah, so I loved I loved directing those actors. It was a dream. Right. And John right. Capodici did this. So go back to the, your question. John yeah. Capodici brought it every take. Yeah, right? oh, David nice. brought it every take, and the the younger actors. They brought it, but you could see that, that we were working our way. And I conclude myself in there because I'm, you know, yeah. completely not of the of the of the veteran actors there, you know. Yeah. And, but they brought it every take. And the younger actors um did, but you could see we were working our way to bring it, you know. Right. right. But, but it was fantastic. I mean, and and uh like Karina's performance, John Jacobs' performance, um, I just loved their performances in, in the yeah, movie. And, it was and a dream. Yeah, and having those veteran actors like that on set also elevates everyone else's. Definitely, yes. You know, you're just suddenly you're just, you become better. You're like, oh, you know, because definitely. of just the energy that they bring and that confidence that they bring, and you know, just the the tech. Not not so much because you know by that time technique is already, you know, technique is already done. Yeah, you, know, like yeah. you have a style, you have a, yeah. a way, and there's always a technique, but 
it's so well grooved in. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they're not really trying to like launch into their technique. You know, right, they just pick right. up the script and they're like, you know, boom, 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 hitting every moment as they go yeah. down through the script. And they're like, okay, yeah. you know, and yeah. and they'll do it on the first take. So you know, I always shoot a rehearsal. And that's one thing I always do is I film the rehearsal, even if I don't use it, because I know that those guys are going to be on. You know? Right. And you yes. might capture something really nice. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I always, I always say, okay, we're going to do one rehearsal and then we're going to do the take. And they're like, okay, you know. Wow. So, but yeah, they bring it. It was so fun to watch them. It was such a great learning experience, you know. And and the learning experience, even if I didn't really see it on the um, when I was there on the set, in the editing room, I'm just like, wow, you know, every take, these guys yeah. are just on, you know. And I had Charlotte Lewis, who is in The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. She was oh, wow. And then they just they brought it every take, you know. And and Karina uh, Rico, who is plays Angela, the main character, um, she just was like so um, endearing in the movie, you know. And I because I was kind of wondering, I'm like, you know, when we cast this, she was the last person cast, and I was like, when we cast this, I kind of need an actress that's going to be likable because she does some things where you're supposed to be written for her, but she does some questionable things. Sure. And but she was. Uh, she when she auditioned, everybody's like, "Okay, we found her." And wow. we were already filming too, so I took off a day of filming, and we didn't have the main star of the movie. Because, <laughs> you know, we had to hit this launch because everyone deserved around their time, right? Yeah, for yeah. And so we filmed, I think, two weeks, and I hadn't found the right actress. We'd been auditioning nonstop, wow. and then Karina was the last person that came in that day. And, and I didn't really think she was going to be as good as she was because at that time um, she had done one film, but she didn't, that was like, I think the majority of her credits was just this one film, which she starred in, but I didn't know anything about it. And right. uh, she didn't really have a demo reel from it yet. So, right. And we had a lot of like, yeah, so it was fantastic. So she was fantastic. John just, I was just so proud of the whole cast. Oh my gosh. That's such a, a great thing to hear because there are so many independent filmmakers out there that are struggling trying to put teams together, you know, and and that's really one of the, the challenges because, it, you know, there's so many moving parts in making a film. It's not when you write a script, man, and, and, and you start you start that process. It's sort of like you're looking at Mount Everest and you're like, how am I ever going to even get get this done? But when when you have energy. When yeah. you have positive energy towards that, yes. you're going to pull in the right people. And uh, everything that you mentioned was exactly what happens. And you hear all these stories. I love watching documentaries of filmmakers and how they, we just talked about on YouTube and all the right. story behind the, 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 the projects. That's the story, what you just said. You know, it's like, and then you, I'm driving. Oh, yeah, I'll drive him back. And then, then, and then you make the phone call. And they, you know what I mean? It's like, oh. That and but, just going with it and letting the universe kind of give you the opportunities and you being able, bold enough and confident enough to take it. Yes. You right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's saying it, it's the saying okay. yes. Right. I'm a young filmmaker and yes, let, let's do it. You know, and it's interesting yeah. because I'm, I'm pretty sure when you win the awards and you're like, wow, I actually got right. to that point where I'm winning the awards. You're looking back. And seeing all these things that had to happen and come together, like John said, energetically, for yeah. for it to get to this point, yes. you know, it's got to be an unbelievable feeling. Yeah. You know, oh my God! You know, it was. It was. Um, I had. You know, and I relied on so many people. And it's a good point you said about the crew. You know, I relied on so many people. I was. I, you know, obviously, I studied acting, and then. I wanted to write a piece and I didn't know I wanted to direct it. And then I ended up producing some projects, um, just short films. And then um, I started taking filmmaking classes at Glendale Community College in Pasadena mm -hmm. and at LACC. And I was just taking filmmaking classes, right, which are relatively cheap to take, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you're spending like 40 grand or whatever it costs to go to some of these private filmmaking schools, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, I'm maybe spending a hundred bucks to go to a class. Right. Yeah. And so, and I'd be bartending and learning more filmmaking and learning and learning. And then um, what, but what happened is you have all these projects to do. So, and because I was taking, I had to take a producing class because they didn't have producing classes at the other ones. So I took producing at LACC and then I took at Glendale. I was taking a lot of filmmaking classes because PCC was really hard to get into. 
Pasadena College, it was really hard to get into these filmmaking classes because they were always overbooked. Mm. And so what happened is, is that I, I was making friends at all these places and those um, students ended up becoming my crew. Wow. Right? Which is why we had to shoot it at the time we did, because it was right, right. before school started again. Okay. Right. okay. And then I didn't have Angela. And I was right. like, oh, man, maybe <laughs> next year. And then Anna Maria Manson was like, no, we have to do it now. And so I was like, okay. Wow. Yeah, because wow. I was getting cold feet, actually. I was like, yeah. I have Angela. Um, there's some things I could fix on the script. Um, and then she's like, I think it's now or never. So wow. I launched into it. You know? That's great that you were that you had someone like that that can. Yeah. It's so easy yeah. for someone to say like, okay, yeah, let's let's go oh, next year. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, and then like, suddenly everyone feels good. At the last yeah. hour, I was like, maybe I better pull the plug on this before we launch in. We don't have Angela. Are we ever going to find our Angela? You know, right. and, and so we just did like it was literally a leap of faith that way too. And yeah. then in the editing room, you know, when I. Um, you know, had the stuff we had like a lot of good friends, right? And I had, a, I, I met a lot of ac more friends that would help me in the editing process because some of the technical stuff was very difficult, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was kind of um, overwhelming at some points, wow. you know? But then you just keep going. You just, you, what you do is you compartmentalize, I right? Suppose, right. Because then if you're thinking about like this whole script, the whole script mm -hmm. is no good. It doesn't work, yeah. you know, and then you just compartmentalize and you try to make one work. And, oh, this kind of goes to your uh, question there, George, you know, about uh, um, film festivals and, mm -hmm. and awards, right? Is, is that so, you know, because I was I, I had a good two week, three week period where I was filming mm -hmm. in like 2013 or four, yeah. And then. And then, and then I was bartending because I kind of like used my budget and I had to keep bartending in you know, 2014, 15. Sure. And then in 2016, and I was editing, I shot some more stuff and then edited it together and submitted it to these festivals and we didn't get in any. And I, it, was, it was none. We didn't get in any festivals. And so I kind of knew that there was a couple scenes that really could really help elevate it. And... And I had kind of used all my resources and from people around to help me um, make the story better, but it wasn't really getting to that next level, right? Um, so, so what we did was we shot these, like luckily we were able to shoot these scenes and then I implemented it and then I submitted again and we didn't get in to any festivals, oh, no. right? But one festival um, but you know and there was one festival that was really good and they gave me some pointers um two actually festivals one of them was dances with films gave me some pointers and they said we really like your film it's not going to make it in our festival this year but we just want to commend you on this and this and this and we thought if you want any pointers we thought maybe this and this and this can be improved so i'm doing those things you know wow that's really um, nice of them to do that oh, isn't it yeah. and then and so I'm like, thank you very much. You know, maybe next next year, you know, I'll resubmit yeah. it. And they're like, yeah, you know, just resubmit it next year. And then the Method Fest um, says, said to me, you know, you need to cut about 15 minutes. And so did a couple other people around that time. And I started having screenings. So I started to see when people started to squirm, right? And we were having screenings at my friend's place. So he would have it on his like thing and, and random people that didn't know me, right? Um, through his friend were coming in to watch it that didn't know me and he'd have like a little party it was actually john john jacobs my bad guy so he'd have a little party okay. you know he'd give him some cocktails he's like you know let's have him drink a few so that they'll get through the whole film you know it's a little <laughs> long William. and so you know and then i noticed like you know at 20 minutes in they start squirming and so i'd make cuts and then about like 30 minutes in they start squirming around and then um you know by once I got past the part of 45 minutes, I started to, John and I started to feel better about it. Yeah. And um, so that's, yeah. So, so, but it's, 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 it's so tough to watch a film when it's too long and the audience is squirming and they're like kind of looking at their watch. It's like, it's feeling. <laughs> and I remember I got up and, and I got, I went out of the room and I was just like, <laughs> And John's already there drinking his drink. He's like, it's too long, isn't it? And I was just like, it's way too long. It's way too I'm cutting 15 minutes tonight. Yeah. You know? And then, and then I resubmitted 
And I got, and I did get these great notes also from Don Franken of the Method Fest. And, and I says, Hey, can I resubmit? But they only had like four more days till they were announcing. So I cut 15 minutes um, and I resubmitted, right? And I used all these notes that I had compiled and I cut like 15, 16 minutes of the film and I made it 88 minutes mm-hmm. and I resubmitted and we got in. Wow. That's um, so is it, it, it? And my work was like, what's he doing? He's not coming into work. He keeps giving someone to sub in the bartend for him. What's he? <laughs> and they're like, are you in this festival? I'm like, I'm not in this festival, but you know, I think it might be one of those things, which is now or never. And so right. after that time, I, I didn't change a thing after that. Isn't that the lesson though? If you think about it, that, that's that whole story right there. That's the lesson because you could have gotten frustrated. Oh you yeah. Could have said, oh, you know, you could yeah. have stopped at any point. And, yeah. and the, the questions you asked yourself were, okay, how can I fix this? How can I make this better? And then yeah. getting the feedback and, and actually accepting the help because right. a lot of people will say, no, 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 I want to do it this way. But you actually, again, said, yes, I'll accept this help, make this yeah. better. And sure enough, right, the notes. It, it pushes yeah. you forward, right? So true. What I found is, is that they had, um, you know, John's friend was bringing in people that were, some of them were filmmakers, some of them were not. And, and maybe I would have reacted differently if I wasn't seeing them fidget in their chair. Right. right. But luckily, Dances with Films sent me great notes. Don Franken of the Method Fest sent me wonderful notes. And yeah, and then I was at the point where I'm like, I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to do whatever they say. Okay. <laughs> Let's, wow. Okay, we're gonna cut this, we're gonna cut this. And yeah. unfortunately I did cut a couple, you know, actors out that they did mm-hmm. really, really well. And so I'm I'm definitely going to be asking them to be my next one, you know, because right. I did cut 15 minutes, you know, and yeah. so that was the only downside. I was trying to keep everything in, but you know, if, if you keep everything in, sometimes the whole thing sinks. Right. Yes. Yes. Right? Oh, and that's why. And it's not because of the performances, it's right. because the story, when you're writing it makes sense, but then you're watching it and you're like, oh, this story goes lateral, right? Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. need it to keep going right. forward. Right. And I think also when you're writing, you know, sometimes characters show up and, you know, you know, some, I'm sure it happens to you when you're writing a character and the character mm-hmm. wants to say something different yeah. than, than what you want them to say. Yeah. It's kind of going off the rails a little bit. And you're like, why are you acting this way? I'm trying to get you. <laughs> <laughs> the point is this, you know, and then you put it, but you want to have them in there. So you put them in there. And then that's sometimes when those characters kind of, yeah. and, you know, and, but to your credit, Man, you know, a lot. I know so many uh, filmmakers or, or even musicians that just stop. Yeah. Right. They get right. frustrated and they stop. But you took the notes. Right. Yes. And this is the part that really, you know, anyone listening right now, yes. you're a filmmaker, if you're an actor, if you're a musician, if you're a whatever, anything having to do with the arts, you know, you have to keep going. That's the part of it. And, and you tweak things and you try to figure it out and you test it, you know, in front of people. And, you know, for me, it's always interesting to see, like, I'll write some comedies and, and I'm watching with, you know, in the back quietly while people are watching it. And then people laugh at different parts. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I was like, I guess that is funny. But I didn't, it wasn't when I was writing it, I didn't think it was going to be funny. But that part seems to be funnier than the part I wrote right. that was supposed to be funny. You know, right. <laughs> right. That feedback you know, is, is yeah. priceless, you know, and you can make those, those necessary changes. That's, That's kind of a fun thing too, is when you're watching with oh. an audience and they find things that were funny that you're like, yeah, I didn't know it was going to be acted <laughs> that way. I really didn't. Right? But uh, okay. You know, it's like, and, and like, uh, yeah. And I know that you guys are both musicians and George, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yep. and to, to kind of go back on that point too, is, is that um, I did play the violin from when I was young, you know, okay. so, that oh. commitment, right? And I, yes. I, you know, in high school, but that commitment, you see it gets better, right? Yes. Like, so yes. at a young age, I saw, um, I mean, you know, things get better. And so I, I figured the same thing would be in filmmaking or yeah. in editing your film. The more you're going to edit your film, probably the better it's going to get, yeah. right? Yeah. If, if you're getting some good feedback occasionally, right. Here, hopefully, yeah. right? Um, and it did, it got, it, it got to the point where we didn't get into any festivals to where 
Um, I kept editing a couple more years and then we got into a bunch of festivals and we won awards. So wow. it really is the same kind of thing, in my opinion, like with learning yep. music or, yep. or an instrument or in making a song. Yeah, right? exactly. And exactly. Affecting it. Yeah. And I love, um, I love the fact that, you know, that this is something that really could be utilized by young filmmakers, uh, musicians, because one of the things that concerns me a little bit, I have two kids and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the eighth place, eighth place trophies and kind of mm-hmm. things like that, where if you had gotten in because everyone got in, right. You know, would you have gone, you, you wouldn't have, your film would have stayed what it was because yeah. you thought, Oh. oh, everyone loved it because everyone said it was great. And I got a ribbon and all that. But, you know, sometimes in life you need someone to tell you this is good, but it needs that. Right. Or this is not good and it needs that. You, you, know, you know, great point. You know, um, you know, obviously it, I went a lot of years without getting any trophies and anything. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I have all these, you know, like trophies all the way through. Like, I'm not, I have one trophy. And I'd be like, so I was really old by the time I had my first trophy. <laughs> really old, right? Because mm-hmm. you're supposed to get them in Little League or this or that. I, I didn't get, you know. And so, anyways, so, um, but I, so I told John Jacobs, the bad guy, and I said, hey, John, you know, because he, he was asking me my aspirations. I said, my aspirations is to just complete the film and, you know, hopefully it gets into a festival, you know? And I said, because, you know, it's made for under a hundred grand, much less than that, you know? Right. And I said, and, you know, our, our crew's full of community college students, you know? And then, and he told me, he says, you know, because he, he had directed a bunch of films and he had acted in a bunch of films and he had always acted in films he directed. He goes, I'll tell you one thing right now. This is that when everyone is in the seats and they're watching your movie or they're going to be watching your movie at home, no one's going to think, oh, well, it's a little movie made without much of a budget or and it's all community college students who are learning. No, they're going to think you wasted an hour and a half of my time. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm like, well, I don't know if that's true. He goes, William, I've been through it. OK. <laughs> and right. And so it elevated my game again because I'm like, well, Stacy's yes. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we better then in this scene here, what we really should do, you know, if we're really going all out, we need to do this, this, and this, and this, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it did help. Wow. There's a little bit of inspirations, right? Yeah. It did help because I'm like, well, if that's the case, then let's take another hour and redo this and this and this. Let's yeah. do this, mm-hmm. and this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so really at the end of the day, right? I mean, we're entertainers. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. we want we want to change the world and we are in our own ways, you yeah. know, and little ways we are changing the world. Right. By putting in art and creating and, and getting people to, to think and to and and to have different viewpoints. But at the end of the day, people want to leave the theater and go, wow, that was that was fun. Who wants tacos? Right. Because that's <laughs> that's the extent of it sometimes, unfortunately. Right. right? It's a, right. And sometimes you'll you'll they'll go back and say you should watch that film. Yeah. That's yes. Another another thing, you know, but we are entertainers. And so sometimes, you know, we want to like I, I've, I've been guilty of like having scenes that are too long because I just love the way it looks. Mm. <laughs> but then you realize, well, there's nothing happening there. <laughs> it, is, it is great great camera work everything was fantastic but you know it needs to be chopped and sometimes it hurts a little bit yeah, especially yeah. if you're chopping dialogue from yeah. someone uh or or even cutting out someone that's 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 really hard you know but it, it is, is part yeah. of the process yeah and you always have that other cut you know but, right. but now that now that i made the cut that worked right i don't even want to see the other cut to be honest again right it's really mm. weird you know right and, and, and you're like, how can the film work? Because there's certain plot points that are not discussed or explained visually if we cut these 15 minutes out. And mm. then it was interesting, like John Cappadici and John Jacobs both kind of said to me, you know, sometimes, William, it's about the journey and the ride. If mm-hmm. the audience is having a good time, they might think on their own, well, this and this happened. Right. So maybe this and this and this happened too, right? Right. It's more important for them to have a fun journey than to say, well, this and this happened. Therefore, you have to go to here to get to here to get to here. And then lay out those scenes. Just take them out because they're not working. Right. Good scenes, but they're they're slowing down the movie. 
100%. And then the weirdest thing is nobody ever asked me like about that. They just assumed. Yeah. This must have happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was very, that was, that was an interesting process for me. And and the process. Yeah, because I think we over-explain it sometimes, right? Sometimes, I mean, yeah. you know, in our head, we know that this is what's happening. Yeah. We know the whole story. Yes. Right? And yes. we think, well, they need, but but people are smart. And I think we, we have to give the audience, especially move, you know, people who watch movies. Now, we've been watching films now for a long time. So they have some education in their own heads of piecing yes. things together. That's yes. a little challenging as a filmmaker because you know now that, okay, I have this scene here. Yeah. The guy goes in and buys a cigarette and passes by this person that he's going to see later on. I don't really need that because I'll just that's have a, him buy the cigarettes. That's a, that's a great that's a great point. You know what I realized too is I had my parents watching films, watching this film, but they don't watch a lot of films anymore, right? Mm-hmm. They don't watch contemporary films, and so my 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 film was kind of written more of like a, of a noir thriller, yeah. but also yeah. influence of kind of like the contemporary storylines, right? Mm. So they were more confused by the story, but then I noticed people that watched a lot of films were not. Right. So, right. And you can't appease everybody, right? Exactly. But, so exactly. you can try to hit that very fine line the best you can go, but yeah. some people are still going to be confused. And then the people I, that I noticed is that, that got everything were people that watched a lot of films, right? Oh, yeah. Got it all because they're watching films nonstop. They're watching two, three films a day. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, yeah. they knew, right? Yeah. And then my parents were like, "Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. I didn't know that." And I was like, "Well, it was kind of like in this other scene, but yeah." Right, right. Yeah. But we got to make films for for film viewers, for film lovers, and for yes. people who watch films a lot. And then there's that that fine line where people who don't go to films much, you you can bring them along. Yeah, but they might struggle a little. Yeah, they'll get yeah, there, yeah, but really, yeah. you want to get the films for those that are interested in watching films. And, yeah. yeah, and hopefully, they them right. Yeah. yeah, like this one here, I, I just realized she's on the screen. Yeah, my co yeah. my I love it. I love I it. See her name, or that she'll break up. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, I want to actually, uh, we we want to talk more about. Um, I, I always talk about the process, you know, because it, to me is a. Um, I understand, you know, I, th- that side of it is is r- really real to me. As far as uh, our audience and, uh, you know, filmmakers, um, <coughs> someone is home right now, a filmmaker out there, or, or not even a filmmaker, somebody who just has an idea for a story. Mm. What do you recommend is one of the first uh, things that they do besides just writing it? Okay. Um, well, so if, they, if they're a filmmaker and they have a story that they want to tell, well, let's just say someone has a story that they want to tell, but they're not necessarily filmmakers because yeah. during the pandemic, one of the things that really occurred, you know, music sales went up. A lot of people bought mm-hmm. guitars because they were home. Uh, right. A lot of films got watched. And during mm-hmm. the process, a lot of people were interested. You know, I, I think I'd like to make a film. And people started right. writing. And then all these film festivals, uh, online yeah. festivals came up, right? Right. And I think it was just a lot of people that were at home and always had it in the back of their mind. You know, and I always think that it's much best to have much best. Is that, is that, that's terrible. <laughs> it's good let's enough. Just, just, it uh, works, John. So we just go with that. Um, <laughs> I think it's much best if they, uh, if people just create art and create films. And if you have a story to tell, yeah. do it. You know, I always say write down a synopsis or write down something and then try to figure out how you're going to shoot it. You, I, I love, you know, now I noticed like on my film crew, they were figuring out problems right technical problems on their phone just going mm. straight to youtube right Interesting. i kind of like the old school because my parents were both teachers right my dad was an no. art teacher so I, okay. I did i learned a lot of the art art process and the artist's way through him awesome. um but i do like to be me personally like to be in a class so like in screenwriting i wanted to see a class i wanted i wanted to know the one first act second act third act structure I didn't want to get lost in the second act, which happens in a lot of right. you know, student films or indie films or big films even, you know, right, right. I didn't want to get lost in the second act. And I wanted to learn filmmaking through a class. But after I took those classes, then it's not, they didn't really have like the next level. So then I'm just sitting there scrolling through YouTube, learn, trying to like learn the next level, right. Yeah. And learn stuff about 
what to implement into a character, right? right. Development right. and have right. the character arc or, or have that character not have that arc, right? right. And right. How, it, how it can weave into the, into the script. So, yeah, I think personally, if you have a story that you want to tell, right? Um, and, and I don't think it's nice if it's a story that you want to tell that everyone wants to see, but mm. I think it's more important that it's a passionate story yeah. to tell because yeah. there's probably yeah. nothing worse than writing something that you're not really interested in exactly and then exactly. and then having a structure like i did a music video um last year and when and the artist was um on an album that was nominated for a grammy and even wow. in that um i found myself saying well, okay this is the first act and then we we have to have the second act where she goes on this journey on her tours right in the video where she's going to, you know, LA, to New York, to Africa, and she's going to these different places on her tour. And then the third act will sum it up back here. So I just, I even, and I didn't think of that, um, like planning it out like that necessarily, but I just kind of like, I think we need a first, second, and third act in this music video, you know what I mean? Right. And, and it, I think it played better that way. Yeah, so yeah, even yeah. in a music video, I think a first, second, and third act is necessary because in, in, in the scripts that I write, they, they really go, you know, they go rogue anyways, right? So that, <laughs> that structure, right, that yeah. I rely on. And having done my first film where people are like, mm, you know, your film went way off here and then it goes way off here, um, you know, you should have had a structure. I'm like, well, I did have a first act, second act, and third act. It's just, right. you know, I yeah. went off from it, right? So I personally feel the first act, second act, third act structure which um, I, you know, I studied on YouTube videos. I studied, yeah. I watched, you know, people talking for everybody, you know, all these filmmakers talking, I read books on it. Um, and second act journeys are important because if you're always looking for Angela in the first, second and third act, and you're always looking for Angela, it gets really, really old. So what happens right. is, you know, in the first act, you have that lock-in at 30 minutes. If it's a 90-minute film, <clears throat> you have that lock. In 15 minutes, you have your inciting incident. And then 30 right. minutes, you have that lock-in. And and then you start in on the second act journey, which is like, you know, a surprise, you know. And I felt like, you know, um, my, my movie would really be suffering, you know, if I didn't have those things. So that's what I, I, would, I would suggest to actually follow the structure and yeah. then you can go rogue if you want, but yeah, try to do an outline. I mean, I did an outline. I just was looking at this because I was, and it, this was a quick outline I did of a TV pilot, right? Uh, I don't, mm. and I don't know if you can see it, whatever. But I oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, this was like the very first outline I did. It was the first act, second act, third act, right, of yeah. an outline, and mm. then, um, you know, and then of course it kind of goes off on its own, right. but um, but I kind of felt that would be necessary in writing a story and it's going to help you. And then the script is its own entity. Then the filming process and directing is its own entity. And the directing is a completely another film. I mean, the editing is a completely another film. Right. And if you wrote it yourself, then you don't have to worry because really all you have to do is just make it work. Mm. Right. Right. Well, was up here, try to see if you can put it. Yeah. Because some things that were in the script that I felt worked and people liked, it didn't work by the time I was editing. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So what I yeah. did was I took those parts out that actually worked when you're reading the script. It's kind of it was kind of like a surprise to me. Yeah. So it's like its own movie, really. Yeah. The editing. So those three parts are different, like almost own movies. Like your script, then the filming. Yeah. It's like you're filming three different movies almost. And also YouTube. I mean, it's really an educational tool. Yeah. I mean, yep. You know how fortunate you know is you know are we to have the uh yes. school that we can go there anytime and just you know yes. pretty much anything that you want to figure out i loved know. watching your videos where you're where you're interviewing like william B. davis and dd pfeiffer yeah. i mean that, that was like those are like heartfelt you know her interview yeah. too it's like heartfelt interview i was just like Fantastic. wow yeah and, and it's also fun because people uh when they're researching you know dd pfeiffer or the show that she's on right now on, on uh, netflix and stuff you know that video pops up and then you can see it, yeah. and it really promotes yeah. her and the show. And, um, but yeah, YouTube is amazing. Um, we're at 54 minutes. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. 
that right. happens. It happens every every week. It happens to us when, yes. we're, uh, when, we're, having a, when we're having a good time. But you mentioned the 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 music video. Um, can you talk a little bit about that because that's that's awesome. Well, it, it was for um, 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 this song called "We're All the Same," mm-hmm. and um, the musician is um, Snook Nook. She's a children's artist, mm-hmm. and she actually also acted in my film. And so last year, she asked me oh, to nice. direct the, that that music video so so that was kind of fun and so it was on an album um that was nominated for a grammy a children's album nominated for a grammy wow and um yeah and so we did we won some awards for that one it was kind of fun it was that's great and what's nice about that is the turnarounds really fast you know what i mean as opposed to years (laughs) and years five six years doing a feature film trying to make the story work it's like the music video the turnarounds really fast you're down you're down there shooting two days and then and then um, you know, for the majority of it, and then you know the editing. You may might edit it in a week, and you're like, I think it's already done. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I've done I've done a few music videos, and you feel like, is am I missing something? Right. You know, and part <laughs> of it is because the music is already completed, so yeah. they're lip syncing, and you have the playback, and yeah, you're, all you're doing is capturing images. So there's a lot of things that you don't have to worry about. That's right. Like capturing sound. That's right. Which is like a huge thing. If your sound is off, your movie is done, right? Yes. Um, so, they, they, yeah. So, music videos are awesome, but that's so awesome. Congratulations on that. Yeah, absolutely, that. absolutely. I would think that you would be very good at doing music videos, being a musician, and having that ear for it too. And I've done a few of them, and they're they're fun. They're fun. They're um, they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They are fun. Yeah. You're not really writing a, you know, a script story of like a, a yeah. pages or something. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, music and probably for you too. Um, but music for me, like when I hear music in Georgia, we talk, we've talked about this on the show before. I get images with music. Like I can mm-hmm. close my eyes and hear a song and almost see what music video yes. would fit to that. Yeah. If I had the budget, I can make a music video off of any song I've ever heard in my entire life. And just, <laughs> right. just make that because I see something there. So yeah. when uh, an artist would give me a song, you know, I've had a, a couple of about three or four of them that I did. I'll just listen to them and and I'll say, okay, you know, this should be this, you know, and I'll paint a picture for them, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll show them what, even though they had an, a different idea, I'll show them what well, is what I see. And by the end of it, they're like, oh, I love that idea. Yeah, let's do that, you know. And right. it's something that that I see, and uh, um, so I do love the that process as well. Um, but back to you, sir. Okay. Um, I want to actually ask you, like, your film now is is on. Uh, um, it's on uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Yes. So anybody can actually check it out right there now. Yes. Yeah. Show your website here or the website okay. for the film as well. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And so please, everyone, check out the film. It's on Amazon Prime. Go to the website. Absolutely. Um, William, uh, we're, we're wrapping up a little bit here. We we, we, we actually sometimes go even longer. So, but. Right. Uh, but but we want to just uh, uh, let you know that we really are so grateful that you take you know took the time Thanks. to spend with us and stuff. Um, any last advice you want to actually give to? I want to out a shout out to uh, the Seattle Film Festival, um, okay. which is, is actually theseattlefilmfestival.com, and I'm going to be a co-director of the festival this year, and I was last year also. Nice. nice. Last year also, so it's going to kind of be exciting, and and it's 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 kind of like exactly what we've been talking about. Um, and and championing um, indie films and and filmmakers. Some of them are, are you know some of them have won huge awards, huge awards. Like we had um, Mark Polish who won an Indie Spirit Award, and he had his film Mariner. And then we had um, and some of some of them are just local um, filmmakers from Seattle doing their very first film. And so it was like wow. it was a great experience. I love that experience. So I'm excited that was I'm going to be able to do it this year too. That's nice. so great. And I can't think of anybody better to actually uh, do that and really to encourage other artists and other filmmakers to get out there and make it happen because you did make it happen and you're definitely an inspiration. So we really appreciate the time and we hope you appreciate come back you. again. Appreciate you. Yes. I appreciate you guys and I love your videos. I love watching your. Thank your, you. Thank you. Man. I appreciate it. We really Thank appreciate you. that. We'll definitely be in touch. We'll be uh, sharing this this uh video here this interview we'll be sharing your film we'll be watching it we'll be promoting it so we uh we're friends for life as we tell right. as, as we tell our guests Absolutely. thank you so much okay take care have a good night you too
that nice is the what, dude yes absolutely right? what a great conversation right what that is the dude, man. And, you know i always like because we you know we're at, a, at an hour and i always feel like you know can you stay another hour because <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so much more you can get into it's, it's incredible well that's it's the thing really- and yeah and because it's such a wide it's such a big industry we could have talked yeah. about just approaching a character yes. we could have talked about approaching a scene we could have talked right. about uh getting your film into festivals what's the best exactly. you know all that process and um there's so many things, you know, but definitely we'll, you know, hopefully he'll come back and he had a good time tonight and uh, we loved having, having him on. So I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Um, we will see you again next week, 7 p.m. Um, Tuesday. And next week, I think we're doing a, our, it's Valentine's Day. Ah. We're going we're gonna to be doing our, our uh, love. love songs. <laughs> love <Yeah>. songs. <laughs> love songs. We're going to be doing love songs, uh, the best love songs of all time. We're going to be uh, we're gonna be having a lot of fun. I, we're kind of structuring it now. Next couple of days, we'll put out some stuff, but I hope you can tune in for that. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We love you. Uh, we thank you for the messages and everything. It's been really, really a pleasure to be here and to, to do this for you guys. George, as always. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And we will see you all next week. Take care. And as always.